Okay, so let's get into this message. Uh, It really did come to me out of a service a couple of months ago, and I was just in worship, and I just felt like God saying we, you know, there's so many amazing, beautiful people in this church, but they're single, and I want to see some connections made. I want to see some unions, some powerful marriages brought together, and I just had this real burden. I want to speak into it. And, you know, over the past couple of months, it's just been brewing on the inside of me. And uh, so um, my, my message title is Have Another Look. And I'll tell you why, because um, I don't know, uh, many women might relate to this, but it's sort of like uh, in the household or, you know, anywhere actually, but um, you might say for me to my husband, uh, can you go to the kitchen? Can you check in the pantry? Can you have a look for the block of chocolate? Um, I know it's up there in the top. You've just moved that little thing. It's just behind. And, and then he comes back. He says, no, it's not there. I say, no, I know it's there. Go have another look. Have a, you know, just, I bought it this week. It's up there. And he's like, no, it's not here. Uh, and uh, he might say, are you sure you haven't eaten it? And I'll be like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Just go back, have another look. I know it's there. I bought it. It's up in the top of the pantry. Okay. And so um, the lights go on and it's like, oh, actually, here, usually me going back and go, here it is. It's here. I knew it was there. And I've been, you know, as I said, brewing on this message for a while. So I shared this. Um, no, I don't know. I, I was even sure it was sitting at dinner one night. Literally, this happened. Uh, we were sitting at the dinner table. The kids said, oh, um, have we got any drinks? I said, we've got ginger beer. It's in the fridge out on the patio. And John, you know, goes to have a look. Comes back. No ginger beer. It's like, yeah, I know there's ginger beer. Bought the ginger beer. Try having a look in the bottom little compartment. Comes back. There's no ginger beer. Gemma says, I'll go and have a look. And so she goes out. John's sitting there going, I can't wait till she comes back and says, there's no ginger beer. (laughs) Gemma comes back with the ginger beer. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) With the blindness in that, you know... uh, kitchen, fridge, pantry, wardrobe sometimes. I'm not having a big go at guys here. Um, It's just across the board. I'm just saying, all right, maybe we can do that in church life sometimes. And it's like, there's no guys in this church. There's no one here for me. I look around. There's nobody there. And God's saying, have another look. I've actually placed them right in front of your eyes and you can't see them because you're whatever, looking for something different or just like a little bit distracted or whatever. And God's saying, have another look. Okay, pour it out, Lord. (laughs) So tonight I'm talking primarily to singles. Uh, Some of you who are um, already partnered up or you don't want a mate. Hey, maybe you're happy single and that's okay. If you're happy to be single, I'm not saying you need to be married or I'm putting pressure on you in any way. If you're happy that way, then that's awesome. Stay that way. Maybe you're in the just Jesus zone, okay? And there's a few people around here that are in the just Jesus zone and I would encourage you to stay there. Uh, That means that you've either recently broken up with someone and it's just too soon to get dating because you need to be happy single first or uh, you recently become a Christian and you're just sort of like oh I just need to you know develop my relationship with God as a priority and not be distracted by a relationship around me that might take a lot of my time just practically and my heart so 
Our story of, um, you know, when we got together was uh, we grew up in families that knew each other. We lived interstate, our families, but they would get together at conference time. So uh, we ended up in Queensland. Our families were attending the same church and we went to the same school, although John had left by the time I moved into it. We went to the same university. We were in the same sort of young adults group, but never really had much to do with each other because it was a big church and um, big school university, whatever. And so um, we ended up here down on the Sunshine Coast. Both of our families, our parents had moved to be founding members of this church in 1992 with our founding pastor, Graham Fletcher. And within a year or two, we both found ourselves in this church. And so um, John was um, sort of Uh, leading the young adults at the time and I had a big crush on him and uh, I thought he was a great guy we developed a good friendship he's my uh, my brother's best mate so we just hung around a lot um, especially me um, like hung around at his house because my brother lived there so that was a good excuse and I was um, sort of like trying to uh, make signs that I was interested in him right show my keenness but he wasn't seeing it Right, there's a there's a pattern here. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, I developed a, a list. I don't know if anyone's got a list, but I didn't have a list of the perfect guy. Right, I just after I started developing feelings for him, I, I then I put a list about what I liked about him, and I kept the list. Ah. Uh, Yeah, so do you want me to read it to you? (laughs) Um, What I liked about him was that he's funny, Uh, he's a people person, he's sincere, Uh, he's an honest communicator, he's sensitive, new age guy, Uh, intelligent, he's committed, and competitive. I like that about him. And so um, I acted like I was keen. At, that was quite ineffective. So I, I used a middleman. I don't know, you know if you ever have tried that, but it's kind of like, ah, oh, rather than have the conversation face-to-face, use the mutual friend to sort of go, can you find out if he likes me because I like him? And I mean, I'm 21 years old here. I'm not like 15. But anyway, <laughs> the mutual friend who actually lived with him as well, um, they flattered together. I trusted him, and so he went to him, and he's sort of like sussing him out, like, do you think that you might like her? What do you think? Whatever. And so um, they had this really good conversation, and it was, um, you know, what are you looking for in a girl? And so he started going through his sort of mental list. He didn't have a written list. It was just sort of like, oh, someone who loves God, someone who's friendly, I don't know, just all that stuff. And as he went through it, he's just like, oh, yeah, she's that. Oh, she's that too. <laughs> oh, she's that. She's in it. Oh. And then um, the scales fell off, right? And the moment happened where he's just like, oh my gosh, she's right in front of me. And I mean, we're talking about eight people in the young adults group and I was the one girl. <laughs> and he still couldn't say it. <laughs> so... Uh, he needed to have uh, another look. So um, I've got a photo, and it's when we um, were got engaged. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so this was before digital photos when we didn't realise what we were going to look together, and we both wore check. Oh, 
That's on the Marucci River, actually. That's right, you know, in that same sort of place where he proposed. But it's like, he had a mullet, yes. <laughs> so, Genesis 2 verse 18 says, It's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Just right, one version says. I will make a, a, a helper just right for him. And he created male and female in his image. So I want to talk about three things that can hold us back in stepping into a new relationship. How we can, uh, and, then I'll, and then I'll, you know, address how, how we can address those things. And then I'm going to put a challenge out to you tonight, if you are up for it. So why the reluctance? Why is it that, uh, that we don't want to enter into a relationship, that we don't, or there's things that's blocking us from seeing, or why is it that something is holding us back from stepping into a relationship? What stops us? Number one is fear. Fear stops us, and that might be from um, bad experiences, past experiences, hurts that you've had, just a bad relationship. You don't want to go through that. You've been vulnerable, and it didn't turn out well, so I don't want to step back into that. It could be that uh, you've seen divorce in your parents, and that scares you, and you don't want to walk that same journey, or has that tainted you? Is that going to affect one of your future relationships, or your future relationship? Maybe you've seen it in your friends, or your your extended family, you've seen the destruction that that can have and it causes fear in you. Maybe you've seen bad marriages that have stayed together but they're loveless and it's just like, I don't want that either and it just freaks you out. So fear can stop you. Number two is wrong expectations can stop you, wrong mindsets, wrong thinking. You know, it can be that uh, we're looking for the perfect person. Uh, we're aiming for idealism and perfectionism and uh, we're putting God in a box of what that's going to look like. We want a ready-made partner because, you know, you might see John now, 25 years later, and you're like, I want a guy like him. I want a guy that loves God, he's passionate, he's just like a visionary, awesome leader, and you want that at 21 years old. Well, he wasn't like that. <laughs> At 20, like he had awesome characteristics, absolutely. Um, but like that's, that's not what I fell in love with. Like um, his dress sense uh, had, had, a, had, had a little bit to be desired. Uh, he didn't have any money. Okay, so it wasn't like marrying for his money. Um, he didn't... <laughs> I mean, maybe that's your like, oh, I want a guy who's like financially stable. You know, all of that comes out. Um, he didn't grow up with any sisters. So when it came to women... <laughs> is this really bad? <laughs> Pretty clueless. <laughs> oh, no idea. <laughs> and like... Most guys, he struggled to talk about his feelings, all right? That's like something I read about. It's a testosterone wash when they were in the womb and half of the connections disappear in that... It's, it's actually true when the mum is pregnant. Um, so they actually need to... Yeah, it's like legit, fair income. Read it on the internet. <laughs> you need to get to know a guy for him to trust you, to open up to you. Right? So you, if you think, oh my gosh, he's so not, you know, connecting with me, it's because, like, that's normal for a guy. Takes a while. Get to know them. They'll trust you. Then they'll open up. You see John now. He's amazing. There's so much I love about him. He's a brilliant, 
awesome, amazing husband, and he loves me, treats me like a queen, and we've worked hard on our marriage, but I'm in love with him. They don't come ready-made, okay? Guys or girls do not come ready-made. So don't look for that. If you've got an expectation, we're going to pull it down. Number three is apathy or passivity. It's, um, I'm just waiting for God to pop it into, it's going to land in my lap. Just, you know, I'll sit back, I'll wait. I'm not going to go looking for it, fighting for it, whatever. I'm thinking, I love the notion of love at first sight. I love that idea of instant chemistry. And that's, that's just like waiting for this perfect Cupid moment. Um, you think if I'm just patient long enough and that's just going to happen for me, you're just no, not proactive at all. Hey, it wasn't like I was at the top of John's list, as you heard. He didn't see things in me that he thought was going to be like great potential for the future. I was, did love God, uh, which is awesome because that was on his list. And I loved going to church mostly for the social reasons because we hung out with all the young adults and had a fun time. Um, I, I didn't, I was quite insecure which I didn't actually realise until we got married. And then that starts testing you in ways that you don't even realise. I didn't pray out loud. I wasn't, you know, he's sort of looking for the future and am I going to fit into that picture that he has for his vision? And, you know, that's why at first it didn't line up until he had the, you know, Kairos moment maybe. I don't know. It's just like scales fell off in discussion with a friend. Um, And also when we were dating... I responded on an altar call and he's sort of wrestling, is she the one, are we going to get married, you know, I'm not seeing what I thought I was going to see necessarily and God just said to him in that moment, you can trust me. And it was just like, okay, okay. So it's like, you can trust him, you can trust him. If you're staying close to him and listening to him and asking him, submitting it to him. I've changed a lot in the last 25 years as well, but true to myself. There is power in God-ordained unions. God can do so much, but, you know, the enemy doesn't want that either. He wants to rob us of um, good marriages. He wants to rob us of good relationships. So he comes in. So that's why I really feel like this is a word in season for our church right now, because I just look around. I think there's so many quality men and women in this place, and I want to see more engagements and marriages, all right? That's what I want, because I know, like, God has brought people together. So it's just a thing for right now for us as a church. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. That's God, okay? Man, woman, God. Seriously, you have to spell it out these days. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And we pray this all the time. God, you're at the centre of our marriage. You're stronger than we could ever be on our own. That triple braided cord is God at the centre of your marriage. And that is not easily broken. You don't fall into a happy marriage, okay? You have to work at it. Our marriage is a lifelong journey of growth and change. Marriage will not fix your problems. There are many issues you can encounter in a marriage that you don't face as a single. So don't think, oh, 
If I just get that mate that's just going to compliment me and we bring out the best in each other, that's not a reason to get into a relationship. So how do we move away from this reluctance, this wrong thinking? I'm going to give you three things. Number one, work on self-improvement. Ah, I know. What? Ah, me. Address your fears. Okay, identifying them is good. Do I have something in me that stops me from wanting to step out? Identify them. Go on a freedom journey. Ask God, what is it in me that I need to change? We're singing in that song, in my world, God do a new thing. Maybe he does want you to do a new thing, but you're like, no, not that thing. But he's, he's like, come on, be self-accepting of who you are. The more critical you are of yourself, the more critical you will be of others. So you look around and if you've got criticism in your own spirit towards yourself and you're not happy with this or that or how I look or how I act or whatever compared to others, then you're going to be critical of other people. So become self-accepting of yourself. You're going to be accepting of the people around you. Be, be growing as a person. Are you dateable? Ooh. Do you have the people skills? Can you ask good questions? Can you listen for answers? Oh, that's gone quiet. I'm, I'm going, going there tonight. Take pride in your appearance. Work on your fitness. Work on your social graces. Number two, go after it. Be proactive. Don't be apathetic, just sitting back. You know, with me in my life, I went after it. I, I, I liked this guy. I was keen. I went after it. I've had that in so many areas of my life. When I left school, um, I didn't get accepted straight away into university to be a nurse because my school didn't have the OP system and it was all weird. So I had to go. I had to fight for it. I had to go after it. When I did my midwifery training course, I wanted to um, be a student nurse up here at Namble. Well, they'd never had a student midwife that was university trained. They're just like too hard. And I just went after it. I'm like, no, come on. I want to go... Can, you know, I work for you. Come on, surely you want to have me as a student and they let me in. You've got to go after some things. You've got to not be apathetic. You've got to pursue. Look beyond the physical or the superficial. Look beyond that. There's so much more to a person. Address wrong, number three, address wrong expectations and mindsets. You know, this is a big one. When I sent my husband to have a look at the chocolate in the cupboard and he says, maybe you've already eaten it or maybe all the good ones are gone. Maybe all the good ones are gone. Maybe that's a little statement that gets around there. Ah, what? As if? Look around you. Oh my gosh, have another look. That's rubbish. Our church is full of amazing men and women. Look at you. Everyone's in a different package. Have another look. What's your confession? Is it half glass half empty or glass half full? Are you speaking, there's no guys around, no one here for me, turn it around. There's so much potential. There's so many people in this place. Look at the girls. It's like, come on, open your eyes. Be open to something different than you thought. You know, I recently told one of my kids that when I was growing up, I saw myself with a blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy. And I never told this to John because it was like irrelevant. And I, I didn't end up with a blonde haired black. And so I'd never said it, but I said it to one of my kids and then they told him. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it was a secret. It wasn't like under the carpet. He's like, what? You never told me that. 
but it became irrelevant. It wasn't an issue because I, I didn't fall in love with the outward appearance. Like I'm falling in, no, you're amazing. You're so handsome. Look at you. <laughs> uh, my whole married life is different than what I thought it would be. <laughs> it looks different. That we, we talked about our visions, you know, for our future when we were dating. Eventually, we didn't go straight off into the deep end. Well, he did a little bit. But, um, <laughs> and our visions for our future were nothing like what they've turned out to be. So, I mean, all of it's been submitted to God and we just step out in with that. So, and I have all of the band come up right now. And I want to give you just a few little guidelines for dating. Are you ready? Are you up for it? So you've, we've addressed those three things. So just thinking, like, what is it for you? Is it working on self-improvement for yourself? Is it going after it? Is it addressing wrong expectations and mindsets that you might have? Some guidelines for dating have some non-negotiables. Okay, what is important to you? What are the values that you're looking for that you're not going to negotiate over them? You need to be clear on that because there's some basic guidelines um, that you're starting with, that you want them to be a God seeker, that you want, well, this is what I, I would suggest, that they're committed to church, committed to God's house, that they're honest, that they treat people well. You know, you need to come up with the values that are most important to you. And it's usually a pretty short list. It's not like you need to do a massive thing because the rest can, you can all work out. Think about what you're looking for. Look around you. Who meets those criteria? Yeah. Stop ruling them out for other reasons. It's going to look different than what you think it is. I'm telling you. Number two, go the bold. Go the bold. In a moment, I'm going to ask for some commitment for the challenge. Number three, organize something low key. All right, if you're going to take someone out on a date, you don't want like a you know, picnic for eight hours. What if it doesn't go that well on the first date? Ours was a movie and it was a really low key, non-romantic movie that John chose because he was like, I don't want to get into any awkward positions here. Uh, grumpy old men about two elderly neighbours <laughs> that were fighting. Uh, there was an option for a drink after that and we, and we did, we took it because it went well. So that was good, but you don't have to. So uh, just low key, all right? Number four, have fun. All right, don't go deep super fast. Just have fun because you're building a friendship here. It's based on friendship, your relationship, your future, marriage, best friends, and, and that's God. So my challenge for you guys, and this is for post-school, because I don't, there's a scripture in Song of Solomon that says, uh, do not awaken love before it's time. So I'm not putting this out there to like under 18 year olds tonight, all right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so my challenge to you is to make a commitment to go on a date this year. We're October right now. So to either ask someone on a date or to say yes if someone asks you or both because it can like, and or go on a date. So it's to make a commitment. So we've got like 10 more weeks left in this year, something like that, for singles to go on a date this year. I'm challenging you. You know, my heart, my heart is for good connections. 
It's for good relationships. It's for good marriages to set you up for the future with the right one that God has chosen for you and that might be right in front of your face, but you need to have another look. So our hope is in God and we develop that dependence on him that he is going to be with us. So I'm going to ask you if you'll put up your hand in a minute, if you are going to commit because it'd be kind of cool if you looked around and see who else does as well. <laughs> we're going to bold. Okay, we're going to bold. Or if you're not in the just Jesus zone, all right, right now, and you're going to accept the challenge, you're going to step out. By the end of this year, you're going to go on a date, you're going to ask someone, or you're going to say yes, put your hand up. Come on, just be bold. Okay, we've got these little ones. Yeah, come on, come on, guys. Step it up. Come on, you're interested. Just like, yeah, that's me. Come on, come on. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for us all right now. Why don't we close our eyes? I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you have designed relationships. Lord, you have designed male and female. God, and you say it's not good for men to be alone. Two are better than one. I thank you, Jesus, that you bring right relationships together. And Lord, I commit that to you tonight, Lord, as we talked about this topic over singles and future relationships, God, that you will challenge us. Lord, for those who know they need to respond to some of those things tonight, whether it be to overcoming fear, whether it be to uh, work on self-development, whether it be to change wrong mindsets, God, we commit to that challenge, Lord Jesus. And I just pray for every person that responded here tonight, Lord Jesus, that you give them boldness and courage, open their eyes to see what you have in front of them. I pray tonight also for marriages to be strong, for those who are sitting here tonight, Lord, that are married. Lord, I pray, Lord, that love and unity would be strong, that you would bring a connection, Lord, even for those who it's gone a little, Lord, I pray that you would bring that back, God. Lord, love would be reawakened. Lord, that we would have healthy, strong marriages in the name of Jesus. Hey, you can open your eyes up tonight. That was a little bit of fun talking about that single world and that having another look. <laughs> I look forward to seeing some of you taking up that challenge over the rest of this year. And please don't go around harassing everybody. Just like let them do it in their own time and their own way. You don't have to go and go, have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Hey, you've made a commitment before God, so I know that you will. <laughs> hey, I'm going to hand over back right now to Alex Fitch. Thank you so much guys.